John Leanne here from Country 104 Mornings. And, you know, Leanne, there was a, a big news headline about, you know, anything sports right now. We're just trying to cringe to. And, you know, May 17th is a big date because that is the official date that NASCAR will be returning. And, you know, it's kind of the first sport that's really gone out of their way outside of baseball in Korea. But, uh, you know, we wanted to get a little bit more specifications on this. So uh, we called up uh, an expert on the matter. He's a sprint car driver from Burger Barn Racing. Uh, Corey Turner joins us on the phone right now. First of all, Corey, good morning and thank you for taking the time. Hey, thank you, Kyle. Thank you very much for having me. So, Corey, you are a sprint car driver. I know that that is different than NASCAR, which we'll talk about in just a second. But can you tell us what exactly sprint cars are? Uh, Sprint cars are... Yeah, a lot different than NASCAR. So we race uh, mostly actually with the Southern Ontario Sprints and at Oshweekin Speedway full-time uh, here in Southern Ontario and then you know a little bit in New York and Ohio and Michigan. But um, a lot of the NASCAR guys are coming up through sprint cars now. Basically, they're, uh, they're about 700 horsepower. They're uh, fuel-injected on methanol. They weigh about 1,400 pounds, and they're pretty distinguishable because they have uh, you know, a front wing and a big top wing on top of them. Now, with the return of, of NASCAR, there, there are a lot of implications. They're going to be done in, uh, in empty arenas and whatnot. Uh, what do you think the, the biggest impact is going to be with it returning? Like, who do you think will be impacted the most? Is it going to be the pit crew? Is it going to be not having an audience there? Uh, from the racer standpoint, they, you know, they're focused on their own deal the whole entire race. Where When they win, they, you know, some of them will go climb the fence or do a victory lap. That, that that kind of adrenaline won't be there because there won't be any fans. But from a team perspective, you know they're gonna they're gonna go about their day whether the same whether there's fans there or not. Um, it's great to see the racing getting back to uh, back to you know today's normal. But um, the first race on the 17th in Darlington, South Carolina, there's uh, there's not a whole lot of indi- I've actually been to Darlington before to see a race probably 10 or 15 years ago, and there's there's not a whole lot of stuff there. So it would have been nice had they been able to have fans just to, uh, you know, help the economy there from, you know, people parking on people's driveways and front lawns mm-hmm. to the street meet vendors, to the people who run the concessions, you know, the, the, the racetrack there is a huge uh, economic stimulant. So hopefully, you know, down the road, we can get back to having fans, but it, it will be good just to see some, some live events. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, you kind of forget. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because it's not with, with sports, with concerts, with festivals. It's not just that that sport that's affected. It's all the fringe things that are connected to it. That's a, a huge influx of cash to that event that that's also affected. Yeah, for sure. It, um, even the hotels, um, the restaurants in nearby areas. Every everybody's affected. So it's uh, hopefully we can get back to normal sooner rather than later. Now, Corey, how will this affect you as a sprint car driver hearing the news that NASCAR is going to be returning? Does that kind of kickstart the process towards you getting back on the track anytime soon? Um, you know, our stuff's ready. We're ready to go. We have great owners with uh, Jason and Celeste Hill and all of our crew. They've been awesome over the offseason. We've got our stuff ready. But, um, you know, it, it really comes down to the, uh, you know, NASCAR can, can make some money off the TV rights, and I'm sure the uh, – the teams are pushing them to race because they want they want to get their sponsor money. It's very tough for sponsors to pay for signage on 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 cup teams' cars when they they aren't racing per se. So mm-hmm. around here, it's you know the, the promoters go out on a limb every every Friday or Saturday night to try to try to make a profit for themselves and 
it's going to be very difficult for them to do that without without fans in the stands per se. So NASCAR is one of the first sports to actually return in North America. And and I'll admit, I am not the most knowledgeable when it comes to NASCAR, but I'll, I'll be watching. I need sports. I need competition. I need something to watch. So I'll be watching. So for those of us that might not be as familiar with NASCAR, what should we be looking for? What should we know ahead of the first race on the 17th? Uh, a couple of the big storylines right now. Um, Ryan Newman, who drives for uh, Roush Yates Racing, he had a horrific crash at the Daytona 500. It was it was pretty scary, and he got the okay a couple weeks ago to come back and race again, which is great news. Um, so we should see him on the 17th. And then the other big storyline is uh, former champion. I believe he won the championship in 2003, that being Matt Kenseth. He's going to be taking over uh, Kyle Larson's number 42 car. At Ganassi Racing, so that should be that has a lot of people fired up as well to see how that all shakes out. Well, I think I think just from our perspective, Corey, it's just exciting to get any sort of sport, you know, come back into fruition and, and give us something to to cling on to and something to watch because obviously the absence has been has been tough on all of us. Uh, probably you, especially being uh, an actual driver in it. Yeah, it's it, you know NASCAR's tried to uh, tried to keep their TV slot and tried to keep people entertained through actually an online form of racing called iRacing, which, you know, a lot of people have had really good reviews of it. I, um, I tuned in for, you know, probably five or 10 minutes the one day and I, I couldn't really get into it just because it, it, it lacked the authenticity and the, the real feeling of what's actually happening. But it, um, it's definitely, you know, a lot of people have really loved it going forward and it's passed the time quite well. Awesome. Uh, well, listen, Corey, thank you uh, so much again for, for joining us and uh, and giving a, a lot of insight. There's a lot of things that I, I mean, I learned today that I didn't know necessarily about it. And uh, here's hoping that this is, like I said earlier, the, the kind of the first step of a process to sports eventually coming back to some sort of normalcy. And uh, hopefully you get back on the track soon as well. Hey, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, we can, you know, we can, uh, can't hope that hockey and basketball and baseball and obviously in, in September that the NFL comes back as well and we can all return to normal, our new normal here. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.